Well, we'll uh, hear a lot about that uh, oneness, make us one, here over the next uh, four weeks. And in particular today, we uh, rejoice in the fellowship, the common life that we have together. And boy, during this, these uh, weeks, now months of the COVID-19 pandemic, we do not take for granted uh, our uh, common life together. Uh, we, we gather here uh, in this sanctuary. We also have uh, any number of people gathering as we uh, uh, share this as a live stream and then later uh, as, uh, as an opportunity to be retrieved from our, uh, our website and video. We, uh, we do not take for granted our, uh, our life together, our oneness. And so we, um, we share in that uh, here today as we will in these uh, uh, next few weeks as we begin a, a, new, uh, a new sermon series. We, we shift gears today. Uh, we're mindful of gears, how they uh, interlock, how they uh, work and mesh together. You know, with everything that uh, begs to drag us down, to keep us on a negative path, we, we're going to resolve to stay positive. Over the next three weeks, we'll be uh, looking at, at the themes that we've already talked about, about our, our oneness together, our common life together. We'll be focusing on a great passage from uh, Ephesians 4, uh, verses 1 through 16. And then, and then later, uh, we'll uh, join together looking at a very uh, important key passage uh, for our life together in Ephesians chapter 6. All of that will be, uh, we'll be considering uh, God's uh, initiative in our lives, uh, that which uh, keeps us up, that which uh, binds us together. We'll, we'll be uh, talking about what it means to, to huddle up, to build up, to grow up, and to suit up, with the operative word here being up. All the while, we'll be looking up, seeking God's uh, great help for our lives so that we might uh, be at a much better place to live the sort of lives that He would want us to live. Throughout this series, we'll be talking about what it means to live a life worth living. We'll hear that uh, phrase re repeated uh, in Scripture today. We'll, we'll be considering how our relationship with, with other believers plays a role in that. And really what we do uh, together then helps us then to go and to, to live as God would have us to live. The Apostle Paul urges us to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Those who place their faith in Jesus know that he has... Uh, laid claim upon their lives. He has uh, called them to, to live a life that reflects his good work. And I pray that you and I are counted among that number who know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has laid claim upon your life and that in his good work in us and through us, uh, we begin to reflect the sort of life that he would have us to live. When Jesus says that you are the light of the world, he knows that only happens because of his light 
shining through us. In commenting on Ephesians 4, William Barclay says that the first three verses of, of Ephesians 4 shine like jewels. And they indeed inspire us to no end. Paul, in talking about living a life worthy of the calling we have received, lists some, some pretty important characteristics that, that come along with living that sort of life. Paul talks about humility, where we are aware of our place before God. You see, when it comes right down to it, God is God and we are not. Paul reminds us that uh, at another place in, in Philippians uh, chapter 2, verse 3, do not do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. We are to live lives that are humble. Paul also reminds us in that same uh, passage from Philippians 2, this time in verse 5, he says, have the same mind that was in Jesus Christ. We are to be humble like Christ, who did not count equality with God, something to be grasped, but he emptied himself. He humbled himself, and he took on the form of a servant. Paul talks about, uh, about us being uh, gentle. He talks about gentleness, where ours is, is not so much a matter of self-control, but God-control. And in that uh, exudes a, a sort of gentleness in our dealings with other people. We, we, let, uh, we let God do His thing. And in fact, we, we open ourselves such that He begins to, to reflect His uh, gentleness in and through us. Paul talks about patience and dealing with one another. We seek to bear with people just as God has borne with us. And indeed, God has been very, very patient with us. God has been very, very patient with His creation uh, through, through the years, since the very beginnings of creation. God's patience is long and not easily thwarted, and ours should not be as well. And so in, the, in talking about these important characteristics of, of how we are to be and how we are to relate to others, Paul talks of love, where we are to seek for the highest good for other people, even when that is the toughest thing to do. And as we admit often and certainly experience often, sometimes it is downright tough to love. Loving others can be tough sometimes, but yet as God's love works in us and, and through us, uh, we are able to love not in an, of anything that we do, but because of what God does through us. And then finally, in this list of characteristics that are important as we uh, live out the sort of life that God would have us to live individually and together as a, as a body, peace becomes uh, very much a part of what we're about. Where right relationship with God, being at peace with God, leads to right relationships with other people, where we are at peace with those around us. So let's hear then this jewel of a passage that will challenge us, 
and inspire us to no end. Today we read from uh, Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 6. So let's hear this from God's Word. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is God's Word, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this Word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to this Word. Well, football season is upon us, and we thought it might not happen, but yet it is upon us, and in varied forms and fashions at every level, and we all are, are screaming, a, a yippee. Football teams are, are huddling between every play. The huddle provides an opportunity for the players to get on the same page about the play that they are just about to run. The huddle is also a, a really sure reminder that uh, the team is, is playing as a team, that this is not so much a, an individual sport, but it is a team sport. And every time the team gets together in the huddle, they are reminded of that. Even with all the issues that uh, are surrounding football these days and how to respond to the social upheavals in which we are, are now living, uh, the huddle is the one place where the team is together and of one mind. Football, as I said just a second ago, is a, is a team sport. It's not an individual sport. When teams forget that, it's usually evidenced on the field and in really poor play. I think the church is a lot like that. When we forget that we are in this together, and go our own way individually, our work as a church really suffers. We, uh, we share in a common life together. We are a team, if you will. We, we are a body that is formed by Christ and in Christ, all for the purpose of furthering His kingdom in the life of the world. To borrow from our state motto, United We Stand, Divided we fall. As Paul reminds us, we are uh, to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I'm challenged about that sort of thing as, um, as it is being lived out in the, the broader United Methodist Church. I, I pray for the United Methodist Church every day, not just for this church, but for our broader church. And I, I want to ask you to, to join me as we consider what it means to live in the unity 
of the Spirit. And talking about the unity that is ours in God's Spirit, a, a Spirit that ultimately is that which holds us together, Paul makes yet another list. Paul uses the, the word one over and, and over again to make his point about our uh, common life together. Paul talks about one hope. All of us together long for that glorious day promised to the church, to the bride of Christ at the end of time. We hold fast to that hope, that one hope. Paul talks about one body, and indeed we, we are a body together. Paul writes in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 27, now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. Paul talks about one Lord. Jesus is the head of the church. We figure that this is our church, and to to some extent that's true, but in reality, this church is Christ's church. He is the head of the church. Jesus is the one who brings unity to everything we do. He is the very foundation upon whom we stand, and He is the very one who forms and fashions our ministry together as a unified whole. Jesus is the head of the church. In fact, His every prayer is that we be brought to complete unity. He prayed that in the the, the high priestly prayer in the Gospel of John, so that the world would know of God's love through Him. Jesus is all about uh, bringing unity to the church. Paul also talks about one faith. You see, we're bound together because we, we have our foundation in Jesus. He is the very one who, who brings us together. As the old hymn puts it, the church is one foundation is Jesus Christ her Lord. She is her new creation by water and the Word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. Paul talks about one baptism. All along, baptism has been the identifier for the the Christian church, even in the liturgy that we, uh, we shared just a, a few moments ago in, in Colin Joe's baptism. It is the thing that, that, that sets us aside and marks us, seals us as Christian. It is the very thing that, that set people apart since the very beginnings of the church, and it continues to be the very thing that sets us apart as well. We need to, to remember our baptism, to live in our baptism each and every day. We are a baptized people. As our bishop is, is often quoted to say, we are water washed and spirit born. Water washed, spirit born. Finally, Paul talks about one God and, and Father of us all. And in this regard, Paul uses what I call some poignant pronouns. He says that God is, is over all and through all and in all. We are under God's leadership. 
God is actively working to bring about his good purposes. He is constantly present regardless of what we face. God is over all, through all, and in all. And in that, we, uh, we can be eternally thankful. Michael Green, uh, theologian and, and author, offers a really neat illustration, helping to illustrate uh, who we are as, uh, as, a, as a body in Christ, as a, as a common life drawn together in the Spirit, founded on Jesus. He, he says that as members of the, of the body of Christ, we can be compared to the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. Each piece, as we know, has protrusions and has indentations. The protrusions, uh, Green says, represent our strengths, and the indentations represent our growth areas. The beautiful thing is that the pieces complement one another and produce a beautiful whole. Isn't that interesting? That, that a puzzle does, if given time, come together, and, and every piece complements the other. Green goes on to say that just as each piece of the puzzle is important, so each member of the body of Christ is important. Every piece is important. Just as when one piece is missing from the puzzle, its absence is obvious and damages the picture, so also is the whole weakened when we are absent from the body of Christ. And we all have a puzzle at home. And we work on that puzzle, and we know that that one piece is missing, and you can have the whole thing completed, and it'll look great, except for that one piece that is missing. Green goes on to say that just as when each piece of the puzzle is in place, any one piece is, is not conspicuous, but blends in to form the whole picture, so it should be for the body of Christ. When a puzzle is completed, you don't see so much each individual piece, but you see the whole. And indeed, when we find ourselves complementing one another, working together with each other, when we find ourselves together in Christ, drawn together in the power of the Holy Spirit, we see the whole, the work of, 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 the, of the whole uh, making great inroads into the furtherance of God's kingdom. And we not only see that, we not only notice that, but so do others who are around us as we find ourselves together, working together, striving together, praying together, moving together, as we are wont to say, to make a difference. I like the story told of um, two porcupines who found themselves one day in a blizzard. To stay warm, they tried to huddle together. But because they were pricked by each other's quills, they moved apart. And as they moved apart, it wasn't long before they were shivering again and had to lay uh, side by side once more for their very survival. They needed each other, even though they needled each other. You got the point. <laughs> unity, uh, unity isn't easy and should not be taken for granted. That's why Jesus prayed so fervently. Our unity should never be taken for granted. And Christ knew that, and he wanted us to be together. Unity is, is not determined 
by whether we agree with every interpretation of Scripture or doctrine, but by the, the love of God that we, uh, that we experience and then the love that we have for God and for one another and whether we reflect that love in the life of the world. In a world that is all too divisive these days, we do well to share that love in unity with all our brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, if we're not going to do that, then where's it going to be done? And I need to say to you, I I am thankful and and notice uh, time and time again that sort of deep love that you have for one another. It's important that we share that uh, internally as as a congregation, as a body together, but even more importantly, that we, we share that uh, beyond this congregation. People will notice that we are indeed brothers and sisters in Christ. We'll know that, but others will notice that as well. Today is World Communion Sunday. People all over the world of various branches of Christendom are sharing the sacrament of Holy Communion. They are coming around Christ's table, just like we're going to be doing here in just the next few moments. And as we come around and as they come around Christ's table, they're considering the common bonds shared in Jesus. Jesus is the one who brings us around this table. It is his life, his death, his resurrection that ultimately brings us together. I've often said that there are uh, infinitely more similarities than, than there are differences between Christians. After all, we're people of one book. We learn of God through, through Scripture. He, he speaks through Scripture. That, that one book uh, clearly uh, holds us t- together. <clears throat> we also have uh, one Lord, Jesus Christ, upon whom we stand and through whom we know the newness of life that is ours in him. Where there are different points of view, let's remember to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Let's treat each other with humility and gentleness, always being patient and bearing with one another in love. Let's make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And let's let all that begin right here as we come around this table, around this this meal. May we find ourselves focused deeply upon the grand offer that is God's through Jesus Christ. May God do with us what he will as we share in this wonderful meal. May God bless us all as we share today during this World Communion Sunday, considering the unity that we have in Christ with all those who are part of the broader body of Jesus our Lord. Ashley.